Hi, welcome back to Tell Me About Your Job, the show where we learn the ins and outs of different professions straight from the professionals themselves. If you've ever wondered what different jobs are actually like, then you're in great company. Whether you're looking for a career change or just figuring out a college major, then this is the show for you. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Josh Nasser, and today I'm joined with Audrey Hill, who is a program manager for T3 out of Austin, Texas. Audrey, how are you today? Hi, Josh. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's jump right into it. Tell me about your job. So I am a program manager at T3. It's a digital advertising agency located here in Austin, Texas. We specialize in digital marketing efforts, um, a lot of social media, some websites, um, a a little bit maybe experiential advertising, but mostly on digital platforms. Um, My role as a program manager, I act Uh, kind of a dual role between what they call accounts and project management. Because I am kind of just starting out in my career, I follow both tracks and will one day choose between the two. But right now I have have quite a blended role. So I handle client relationships, um, as well as the health of projects and managing my own internal creative teams in the agency. Cool. Well, we'll get into more specifics in a minute, but um, how long have you actually been in this industry and kind of how did you get started down that path? Yeah, so I've been at T3 and in this industry for going on three years now. I started out in college as a marketing major. I uh, thought that I wanted to go into something to do with business and realized that very quickly I I very much disliked finance mostly. And so I was looking for a way out, but still wanted to keep some of the thinking behind marketing and landed in advertising. And I, I love being around creative people in general. So I pursued advertising a little further. It's kind of the prime time of Mad Men as well on television. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was a huge inspiration. Um, not quite the same. I was back in the 60s. But um I was in school. I switched my major over to advertising. I got pretty heavily involved in some of the advertising groups on campus. Um, And then I got an internship right as I was graduating from college with T3 and moved out to Austin and began my career there as an intern. And then they brought me on full time. So you said your job now kind of has a blend of a couple of different things. So Mm -hmm. maybe this question doesn't have an easy answer, but what does an average day actually look like for you? Uh, yeah, so it is quite a toss up because I am managing my own teams, I'm managing different types of projects, and I'm also um, managing and heavily involved in our client relationships and growth of my accounts. So a typical day for me generally starts out with checking in with my internal teams, my creative teams that will include sometimes an, an art director, a copywriter, a motion graphics designer, a content strategist, a developer that's some kind of web project, I'm a user experience designer. We'll do quick check-in stand-ups for different projects um, and then move into the meat of the day, which is a lot of reviews of work, both internally and with our clients, calls with clients about work that's in progress, work that we'd like to get scoped for them, meeting internally about resourcing, people that we need on teams, the, the general help 
of an account. And so that takes up a large majority of the middle part of my day and then generally close out with check-ins with my clients specifically on a a little bit more of a personal level. Um, We generally close out the day around 5 p.m. We try to get out of there. Um, You know, there's some projects that require a little bit of burning of the midnight oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a, it's a lot of people managing, bouncing around, making sure that work is on time, that it looks good that we're on budget, um, that the client's happy. That sounds like a a bit of a hectic schedule. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, Some projects are extremely, they require a lot of hands-on attention to detail and me running around organizing people and and trying to get, for example, if we're doing a video shoot, that's a ton of pre-production work that goes into that. So those get a little hectic, but yeah, it's, it's fun. And you have your weeks where they're really crazy. And then you have some weeks where things taper off just naturally with the ebb and flow of our client's business when they need work done and um, kind of when things are a bit slower during the year. Now you said three times in that last sentence that it's a lot of fun, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. What would you say is your favorite thing about the job? Oh, gosh, I love being around creative people. I'm an extrovert naturally. And that's not to say that only extroverts can do this job. I have many, many a coworker who will tell you that they're an introvert, but they excel. But I personally, I love being around people. I love being around creative people. I claim that I'm not a creative. My husband would disagree and say that everybody's creative (laughs) in some ways. But I did marry a photographer. I just like the energy that they give off and I like being a part of a group and a part of creating something in the small ways that I can. It feels nice to have a finished product at the end, even if I'm not the one directly producing it, like on my computer or behind the lens of a camera, but having a a part of that, it's something to be proud of. Yeah, that definitely sounds like, like a lot of fun. Now, I've heard from a lot of people that those who are a little bit more creative than others can be kind of hard to work with or hard to manage because they just work on a different wavelength than maybe some of the rest of us. Do you run into that? And like, are there challenges associated with managing such a large group of creative people? Yes, (laughs) that is probably the thing that I struggle with the most because as someone, especially who's married to a creative person um, Mm -hmm. and, and just enjoys that kind of energy, I mean, there are heartbreaking moments when you have a great creative idea and you put it in front of a client and the client's like, this is awesome, but it's not what I want or it's not what I need. And it's my job to relay that then to the team (laughs) in ways that sometimes, I mean, it it can be a little heartbreaking. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that that can be tough. I mean, I, I have the hard part of managing a project, which is making sure that we're on schedule. So things need to happen. And the creative process, I mean, it really can go on forever and ever. You can iterate Mm -hmm. on something and make it better and better and better and better. And that's amazing. There's actually different workflows that thrives off of that. But for most projects, we, we have to get a product out the door at a certain point in time or a campaign. So um, I really do have to push the team along best I can. And generally, it's not a fight. It's just a gentle nudge, but it hurts my soul. They're lovely. And it, there's no criticism. They all do their jobs amazingly well. Um, we would fail without them. I mean, legitimately, I can't do the things that they do. 
but yeah, try to be sensitive to the fact that there's a lot of pride and time that goes into work that sometimes we just have to save for another day. Yeah, I get that. We might have been touching on it mm-hmm. with that question, but what would you say is the hardest part of your job? Nothing is blaringly like that's the most difficult. What we just discussed, having to reign in a team can be hard um, because you want to mm-hmm. give them the freedom to express themselves completely and put forward a great idea. And we do that. We really do push the best work that we could possibly put in front of a client. And then clients can be tough. Most of them have been in their industry. They know what their industry is. They know what their company does. They usually understand their audience. And if they don't, they're generally humble enough to ask us for help on that. And so they have high expectations. And there are times when we don't fulfill those expectations. That's just life. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And so that can be difficult too. Just understanding that there are no hard feelings, um, but sometimes they have to be a little tougher than we'd like them to be or they'd like to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So those hard conversations. And that's something I think that comes with practice too. And I'm pretty pretty young. I'm starting off in my career. So there are courses on difficult conversations that people take, um, how to have them, how to have them with clients, how to have them with your teams. Um, it's just, it's a learned skill that takes a lot of time and managing different projects and being on different client accounts, build up that skill. Okay. Now, obviously you were not always going down the path of advertising. So is there anything about your job that genuinely surprised you the more you got mm-hmm. into it and realized, <laughs> oh, this is what I do? Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually was speaking with someone else about this today. I think that especially with advertising, it is such a changing industry. Um, I think every year there's something new that you have to deal with that your Mm -hmm. clients are aware of and you're just, you have to catch up to technology and be at the forefront of all the things. And I think that the thing that surprised me the most was honestly school didn't teach me as much as I thought it would. (laughs) Um, It definitely gave me some foundations of, you know, history of advertising and what that looks like and some basics around the different roles on a team in the advertising industry. But in general, I think that I've learned the most kind of on the fly through my career and getting my hands dirty and being put on projects that I have no idea what I'm kind of doing and then figuring it out and it's successful. And we're like, oh, that was great. Or something part of it might not be as successful as we'd like for it to be. And then, oh, next time I know that this is how this should go. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that that was the biggest shocker. You know, you come out of school, you're there for four years and you think I'm going to be an advertising superstar. And you walk into that (laughs) office and realize that, you know, very little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's definitely something that seems to be kind of a common theme with a lot of different careers. That kind of leads into another question, though. What type of education do you really need to kind of get into the advertising space? My degree was in advertising. So I did, I switched from marketing over to advertising, which at my university was in a different college. Um, As far as the type of education you need, a lot of it has to do with the the role that you'd like to to pursue. Um, My specific role as a program manager, which is also the same for accounts or um, project management in general, if you're looking to go that, that way, 
I think that it's helpful to have a degree in advertising if you're you plan to pursue the path that I did, which is essentially getting an internship and in school, which leads to an internship out of school, which then leads to a potential career. Um, I think that as an advertising graduate, that's the easiest track. Um, if you're going if you're going into college and you know you want to do advertising, um, I think that if you do marketing or advertising and you get internships and those internships can lead to a career. No promises, but they can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are other ways, though. Um, most of my coworkers, especially some of my older coworkers that have been out of school for several years at least, switched over from a different industry. So a lot of copywriters might have been working at a magazine or um, some other publication. A lot of accounts folks or project managers might have started out in business. I mean, you're really, you're leading teams. So that skill translates really well across industries. Mm -hmm. So it's not a requirement. It helps if you know that that's the direction up front that you'd like to go in for a young person because they do value some experience coming into yeah. it. But it's absolutely not a requirement, I would say. Okay, so that's kind of some of like the hard requirements, I guess, for a job. Now, more on the soft side, what are maybe some qualities that someone could see in themselves that would make them well suited for a job like yours? I think that you have to have some organizational skills. I am not an organized person in my day-to-day -day <laughs> life. And I have a lot of coworkers that do the same thing that I do that are also not organized in their day-to-day, -day, <laughs> like daily life. But if you can button it up and put it together for your work, I can be on eight or nine different projects running at the same time. And my teams are looking to me to lead them to the finish line. And mm -hmm. if I seem disorganized, it throws the whole vibe of the project off. Everyone feels a little chaotic. Things get weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> and no one wants that. So organization, at least being able to fake it <laughs> um, <laughs> for your job is a great skill. I think that empathy goes a long way, like leaps and bounds. I have seen people who are great at what they do, just trying to get things done. I mean, they are in it to win it. You can see them, they're focused, they're great, but they don't connect with their teams or with their clients. And they come across as really harsh, kind of blunt, really rude. You're not getting the vibes that they're understanding where people are coming from just on a mm -hmm. personal level. Yeah, That really throws it off as well, because you can be as buttoned up and as in it to win it as you want but at the end of the day if you can't connect with people in an empathetic manner you're gonna lose out um they won't trust you as a leader and they're not gonna want to work with you and that's going to bleed into everything that you do i mean the work is not going to be great there won't be any heart behind the work the client will pick up on it 100 percent they're smart people. They know when there's things going on behind the curtain. So it, I think that's probably the biggest thing is just being able to understand that my copywriter is a right now, especially in the climate we're in, he's, you know, having his two kids under the age of five at home that he's trying to juggle right now. So can I understand where he's coming from when I, there's a deadline? Where can I be flexible in order to help him out? Goes a long ways. Yeah, for sure. 
that's something I hear a lot is that people would rather work with somebody who's a real person and they can get along with than necessarily even somebody who is the best at any one particular thing. Because at the end of the day, you're dealing with people. Absolutely. So you said that you've been with T3 for about three years now. What does kind of the future look like? Um, what is kind of the path forward for you or somebody in your role? That's a great question. Um, so I've been in this blended sort of starting out role as a program manager for about three years now. Advertising agencies like to do this fun thing where they make up titles. <laughs> so they kind of just decide I want to be, I want to be called this thing. And it really means like account manager or um, mm -hmm. a project manager, which I think is probably the more day-to-day -day term that most people will recognize. So we'll just kind of say that there are two tracks, accounts, program management or project management. The accounts direction traditionally handles growth of accounts for lack of a better term, they're whining and dining clients. They're going out, they're hustling. <laughs> they're really pulling in work. Um, they're making sure the clients are happy and mm -hmm. that they feel listened to and that they they feel like the deliverables are on par with their expectations. It's a fun role. It's a lot of pressure because you are the point person for the client. You're their advocate for the agency, essentially. So you're kind of making sure that the clients are happy and that they understand what's going on and everyone's comfortable. You're writing out scopes of work. You're getting into a little bit more the legal. If things go wrong, you're the one who calls a client and very calmly explains that something has gone wrong, um, which does happen, <laughs> and try to just talk them off a ledge there. The project management side traditionally is a lot more internal facing. So project managers and account folks, they work hand in hand. They essentially, they speak to each other. The account person is the advocate of the client. The project manager is the advocate for the team. And the project manager makes sure that the project is running that everything is looking good on budget, on schedule, and that the team is happy. So if the client asks for something insane on an insane timeline, and we do a lot of insane things and we can pull it off really well. But if for some reason we feel like it can't be pulled off, if something crazy happens and there's a terrible something, a pandemic, <laughs> if you will, and <laughs> things get really thrown out, the, the project manager will advocate for the team, not necessarily saying we can't do this, but saying we hit a roadblock. We either need the client to say X, Y, or Z, or we have a recommendation of how we'd like to move forward. So they're really advocating for the team and making sure that everyone internally is feeling good. They're feeling protected. They're, they're feeling taken care of and happy. So for me, I'm sitting in the middle, which is actually a pretty tough place to be and where a lot of agencies are pivoting towards having these dual roles because to be quite honest, it's cheaper for them. I mean, it's, it's cheaper mm -hmm. to take out a middleman, at least for more entry level individuals like myself. Where I'm heading at some point in the next probably two years, I will pick a track and I will start moving more so in the direction of that track. If I stay in advertising, which is my plan um, for mm -hmm. now. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, um, it'll be interesting. I, I think that I do err more towards the side of a more traditional project management role. Confrontation's not my friend necessarily. <laughs> I would say that 
being in a role where it's blended and I can do both right now has given me the greatest opportunity and like leg up in a sense because I I can kind of shift into whatever gear I need to shift into and I understand where the other side is coming from I think that a lot of teams get into trouble because the accounts folks and the project management folks maybe aren't understanding where they're coming where each other's coming from Mm -hmm. so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tough and then there is a third option which i've had a lot of friends move over to client side like i said before a lot of the skills in my role translate really well into other industries or outside of just advertising so a lot of Mm -hmm. people have moved over into in-house marketing um, for clients that they really love and support. And so, I mean, it's possible that maybe I'll fall in love with some client someday and decide that I want to move over into client side and work for them actually in-house. So that is an option. Okay. That's really cool. I think that that's an awesome thing to be afforded, especially early in your career, to be able to not necessarily pigeonhole yourself in any one direction, but Mm -hmm. kind of get to see and experience different tracks forward because... Nobody knows exactly what they want to do right when they get started. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about advertising in general, but also my role, is that I can become a knowledge expert in a type of project, which is also Mm -hmm. something that I'm exploring right now. T3 does a lot of different types of work, and I kind of have had my hands in pretty much everything at this point. So Mm -hmm. we'll do social campaigns. We'll do video shoots, photography for certain clients website builds, application builds, loyalty programs, CRM. There's a whole slew of offerings. And typically, as you move up in your career, whether or not you go account side or you go project management side, you'll also become an expert in a type of project. So you really know the ins and outs because something that can be a little difficult, especially starting out and something that I didn't really anticipate to go back to an earlier question was that I have to be knowledgeable at least to a small degree about the type of work that my team is doing. And so that means that I have to be able to speak the language of an art director or I have to be able to have a basic working knowledge of how my developer codes a site which i mean people spend five years in college learning how to mm-hmm. code a website and i don't even know <laughs> how to code the site i just need to be able to say enough that if a client asks me a question i can give a basic answer or at least i can mm-hmm. understand what the question is i might not know the answer entirely but i can relay it to the team in a way that makes sense to them And that comes with time as well and kind of understanding what types of projects you really feel more attracted to um, from maybe a workflow point or just if something's fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that this can go. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. So a lot of our listeners obviously want to know how much somebody can actually make in any given job. So what can you tell me about that? Oh, that's a hard question. Advertising (laughs) is a tricky, tricky beast. It varies greatly. It varies by your role. So we'll just say my role um, as an accounts person or as a project manager. Just starting out, internships pay, you're lucky if they pay you. It's, Mm -hmm. It's basic money. So if you graduate and go into an internship, you should expect an hourly wage. Mm -hmm. And that's terrible, but it's short 
lived hopefully yeah um first salaries expectations i would say are anywhere between depending on where you live and how mm-hmm. large your agency is could be between 37 to 49 starting out that's here in austin i would say though okay i think that that is very basic if you don't negotiate your salary i think that's mm-hmm. where people get hung up is especially as a recent grad you're trying to just get a job you just want a job because you need money (laughs) and you're tired of living in an airbnb that is gross which was basically where i was at um (laughs) people don't they don't negotiate their salaries and i think that that's a huge mistake even if you're just starting out i would even i would ask for a little bit more than that i would expect that that would generally be what the offer is And then you very quickly work your way up. I don't know the exact salaries of my coworkers. Glassdoor is excellent for that. Generally, you can look up a company and there will be someone who's posted how much they made, at least in one role. I think that a lot of my coworkers, though, do very well for themselves. So (laughs) um, it doesn't take very long to move up the ladder and get raises. The other thing that's quite interesting is advertising has a pretty high turnaround rate. So so people aren't really in an agency necessarily for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. You're often moving around unless you find a great agency. I personally love my agency. I love T3. So I've, I've been there for a while, obviously. But I have friends who stayed at their first one for a year and they moved on. And yeah. a lot of that has to do with salary. Some of it is probably type of work also. They, there's an agency that has a position open and it's the type of work they want to do. But you, you as you move, bounce through agencies and gain experience and build your network. People learn to trust you. You shouldn't be bouncing around like crazy, but you can negotiate higher salaries through that method as well, which I think is quite interesting. I feel like there aren't a ton of industries where you can really use that to your advantage and you can move around relatively quickly and get more money if that's what you're into. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think um, even your point about negotiating a salary coming out of college is really huge because I think you're right. A lot of people have that mindset of, oh, I just need a paycheck. You know, I just need to survive on something that's more than minimum mm-hmm. wage that you can see that big number in front of you and think, oh, that's awesome. And not even think for a second that maybe I could negotiate this a little bit. Salaries are a tricky topic. They're a little taboo. People don't really like talking about how much money they make. Um, Mm -hmm. It's discouraged. And I think rightfully so. I mean, you don't want to just associate your coworkers with them making a couple more grand than you do that mm-hmm. just isn't good for anyone but i would say maybe find one or two coworkers that you really trust and have an honest conversation with them because they've probably been through it if you're uncomfortable they can give you a heads up with maybe what the process looks like um how they go about even offering you a salary are they going to sit you down because a lot of it is like preparing yourself for the conversation that you're about to yeah. have and then knowing how that might go and then being prepared to come back with a counter offer and kind of proving out your worth in that way um keeping tabs on the things that you've been doing that's been valuable to the agency and saying well i think that i would like this much but i understand if i can't (laughs) (laughs) no and even what you said about having coworkers that you trust who you can have honest conversations with again that's something that i think 
transcends advertising and, and permeates every single industry that's out there, right, is having those people, whether they're above you or they're coworkers, and being able to have honest conversations and learn from them. Because, yeah. I mean, realistically, like nobody knows everything. And so sharing that knowledge is is huge. Yeah. One thing that's really interesting, advertising is such a small industry. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. it is that your coworkers become your network. Because like I said earlier, as you're moving out and um, people are leaving and they're taking jobs elsewhere, those are the people who, if you make a good impression and you forge those relationships, later, if something happens and you need a job somewhere, you can reach out to them and you can say, hey, um, hopefully you've kind of been in contact with them a little bit. LinkedIn is huge. I was so ill-prepared to use LinkedIn coming out of college. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand its value, but it is, it's huge. It's all about who you know. I think that those more internal team relationships, they transcend where you are right now. Burning bridges, no one wants to do that. So Audrey, you've given us a lot of different um, pieces of information that are great even for outside of advertising, but just narrowing in right here at the end, what are maybe some some next steps or even first steps that you would suggest someone, whether they're in high school or college, who maybe wants to get into this field? Wow, such a great question. Yeah, I think that really paying attention to the industry goes a long ways. Um, Ad Age mm-hmm. is awesome. Ad Week, get into those kind of publications, start paying attention to whatever you're into, really. I mean, it's kind of hard because it runs the gambit when it comes to um, types of advertising or mm-hmm. types yeah. of work that's done in this industry, because not all the work that I do, I would say, is pure advertising. Um, So are you into television advertisements? Awesome. I I mean, when I first started thinking I wanted to move into advertising, I had this dream I was going to make Super Bowl commercials. I mean, (laughs) I would start big. Think about what you really like to do, what really catches your attention. And for me, what that meant was um, I'm, I'm just an emotional person. I think that advertising has a lot of emotion behind it. There's a lot of heart there. You have to really believe in what you're selling person. You yeah. can't just half heart that. Um, we really have to commit to the industries that come to us and say, I need you to put together a social campaign that makes people happy with this shipping company that sometimes is late in December. (laughs) And we have to, I mean, you have to like believe in your client. You have to believe in what they're doing. So pay attention to those brands, pay attention to what they're doing and then find out who did them. It's not usually that hard. If you see a, a commercial or a website or something, you can do a few quick Google searches. Usually you can find the agency behind whatever campaign or website or commercial that you saw that spoke to you in some way. I think that mine was a Samsung commercial during the FIFA World Cup or something. And I just cried. 
I loved it. <laughs> it was so moving. And that led me down the road to, you know, the big wigs like Leo Burnett and BBDO and all of those larger agencies. They're usually the easiest ones to seek out. If you Google advertising agency in whatever city, generally a larger city that you want to live in, like New York or Chicago or LA. I mean, there's tons, there's so many, and mm -hmm. there's definitely the hard hitters. Look and see what they're doing. What catches your eye and start practicing, I guess, research what role you, you appreciate. If you want to be an accounts person or a project manager and you're a student, probably the best thing you can possibly do is get a lot of experience leading teams and mm -hmm. That, that will go further than anything else and and yeah get your hands dirty and that and then most universities have some kind of advertising club don't discount clubs try to get a leadership position everybody says that but it really makes you stand out because it's quite competitive um mm -hmm. especially starting out if you're not a more senior position if you go on any agency's site um there's very few entry-level positions ever posted yeah few to none so it's important to get that experience, go have coffee with someone, reach out to an HR person. I guarantee you they will find somebody to connect you with and just bug the heck out of them on LinkedIn <laughs> and say, hey, I'm, I'm a kid and I want to do this, but I need to know more about it. Um, reach out to them, ask them all the questions. They, they will love it. I guarantee you they're going to love taking an hour out of their day to go talk with you it'll be the highlight of their day probably an otherwise very hectic day that they're having <laughs> but yeah just pay attention to what you like and there are advertising agencies that do specific types of work like maybe if you're really into cosmetics and beauty like there are advertising agencies that do only that they do big commercials they'll maybe only do websites if you just are interested in building websites or applications start just doing research and reaching out to people and i think that that will get you a long ways i know it helped me a lot awesome that's all the time we've got for today thank you so much for coming on the show audrey um you gave me a lot to think about and just dropped so much knowledge. It was so awesome. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for checking out the show today. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you're listening on Apple Music, leave a review to show others how much you love the show. As always, catch you guys later.